we welcome you here today. We have a special guest with us today, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, a city of uh, about 18 million people and counting and growing. And uh, met Francis about uh, 10 years ago, Gay and I, and he's been a very important part of our lives ever since. Uh, come on up, Francis. He, uh, make him feel really welcome. Francis has a, a wife back home. He has three children that go to college here in America, in Boston. And uh, he is a, a well-loved uh, leader in Nigeria, has made an incredible impact all across uh, Nigeria. Uh, been a huge influence in our ministry in Port Harcourt. And he's been a big impact in my life. And, and I just love him and appreciate him. And he's going to share with you today the mission of the church. Uh, not just Salem Fields, but the church. He's going to share that mission with us, and uh, we're excited to have him here with us today. Make him feel welcome one more time. Thank you so much, buddy. I think I feel better with this. So, How are you today? Very good. I hope you will accept me and accept some of my pronunciation. <laughs> uh, I don't know why we can't pronounce things the same way. Uh, for example, G-O-D is called what? God. And to me, G-O-D is called God. Uh, uh, you don't ask me why, um, but I know it's G-O-D, God. And you call it God. So, no problem. I think when we get to heaven, we will ask God. <laughs> what is the correct pronunciation of your name? Um, I think it will be very wonderful and it will be very funny to know. But let's just make sure we get there so that we will know whether it's God or God. Um, greetings from uh, James and Charity, the, our brother in Port Harcourt who is um, in charge of the Silent Feed ministry in Port Harcourt. The building is going on and uh, it's coming up very well. The well for the, uh, for the community, two of them have been the borehole for the community is going on very well, and a lot of people are coming to take to draw water, uh, clean water, good water. And we have the uh, children ministry, the sport that James is putting up there. And we have a lot of children, a lot of young boys coming to, and getting in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ. I told him that I will be coming, and he said I should uh, give his greetings to the church. And he said he is praying for you. James and Charity, they really appreciate your commitment and your partnership to make the world or the lives in Portacourt better. So thank you so much. So I'm here today just for a simple assignment. Um, and the assignment is this. I just want us to understand what are we here for? What, what is church? 
What is the assignment of the church? What is the commission of the church? Why should God create something, institution called church? At times I wonder why is it that God, the very day that God saved us, that God didn't kill us that very day and just take us to heaven? How many of you have ever thought of that? That he saved us and he left us here and he put us here. I guess God put us here for an assignment. God kept us for a purpose. God allowed us to come to a church or to a place like this, to a community of believers like this for a purpose. And that is what I call the mission of the church. The mission of the church. In, in Romans 1.16, Romans 1.16, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. Paul was not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. Now, the gospel of Christ brings salvation and deliverance to the world. It brings salvation and deliverance to the world. Salvation means victory over sin. It means freedom from darkness. It means deliverance from sickness or healings. And it means restoration. Restoration. You know, anytime I think about darkness, I've been in it before. And I know darkness is very terrible, very fearful. I, I was born in a village that for, for, for months, we don't have electricity like this. And growing up in a kind of that village or in a kind of that city that no light, I hate night. I see if there should be sunlight every day. Darkness is terrible. It's terrible. Either spiritual darkness or physical darkness. Very terrible. Very terrible. So, gospel is to bring salvation, is to bring deliverance, is to bring light. That is the mission of the church. It is the mission of the church. You know, any life, any community, any society where Christ is not reigning, brethren, that life, that community, that society is in darkness. It's in darkness. You know, God has planned for such community. God has planned for such city, for such country. The gospel of Christ brings peace, hope, and deliverance. The church is not just alone. 
I tell people, if the church, like the church, like the garden here, if it's for the drinking of tea and the hugging of one another and the kissing of one another, holy kissing, if that is why God established church, the church is a failure. The church is more than just coming here, receiving the grace of God, receiving the prayers, fellowshipping with one another. I think the church, the commission, the purpose of the church is more than that. The purpose of the church is more than just coming to fellowship. The purpose of the church is more than just say, hey, buddy, how are you? And we hug. The purpose of the church is more than that. God has a, a kind of a divine agenda for the church. God has a divine agenda for our lives. I don't know if I'm communicating. Are you getting it? Thank you. Uh, I really want to communicate with passion, but uh, my pronunciation is failing me. You will agree, you will accept me just as I am today. You hear body gay and uh, all the American accent every time. It's even good for you to hear. It's even good for you to hear accent from another continent. And you will know that God is not just God of Americans. God is God. is a universal God. And, uh, and one of the mysteries, one of the mysteries that we will have when we get to heaven, just make sure you get there. One of the mysteries that we will have when we get to heaven is when you get to heaven and you see me and Francis, we talk, with my thick accent, you will still understand. <laughs> and somebody from India will talk with the accent, you will still understand. We will all understand. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is the mission of the church. The mission of the church is to bring everybody from every tribe, from every kindred together. That we will know, that we will understand that Jesus is the Lord. The church is more than just what we see today. It's more than just the grace we receive. The mission of the church. God has a plan. He has a purpose for the church. No wonder he said, I will build my church. And the gate of hell will not prevail against it. It's the church of God. So the church is to bring, or the gospel is to bring peace is to bring hope, is to bring deliverance to the world. We live in a world that is so hopeless. We live in a world that needs a lot of deliverance. By the way, thank you so much for your prayers. I know a lot of my friends from America called me or wrote me. They said, Francis, we are praying for you. We heard that there is Ebola in, in, in your country. Thank God that Ebola is no more in, in Nigeria. You know, you, know, you know, it's not any medicine, it's not any vaccine. I think it's God's intervention. You know what? When the church, when the Christians pray, something happens. Something happens. And thank you. Thank you, our brethren from America. And I also thank you for your continuous prayer for us. I know Nigeria has been under attack, heavy attack of the enemies, heavy attack of people 
called Boko Haram. Boko Haram just means Western education is evil. Anything Western education in form of church, in form of education like schools, in form of police, that is evil. That lawlessness is good. That's Boko Haram. And what they do today in Nigeria, especially the northern part of Nigeria, is killing people. They don't just shoot guns, they slaughter people. It's like the kingdom of darkness is advancing against the country Nigeria. But one thing I know, the kingdom of God will prevail over the kingdom of darkness. Because the kingdom of God is light. And when darkness, and when light stands up, darkness will run away. So my consolation is this. As the church of God, as brethren, all over the world pray for my country, the darkness will run away. So thank you so much. I had a lot of people saying we are praying for you. And I know God will win. The church in Nigeria will win. The church in America will win. In Jesus' name. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of God to the whole world. It is the light of God. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is, is the light. There is total darkness. Total darkness in the whole world. But it is the gospel. The church, brethren, is in, on a mission. We are not just called to be bench warmers. We are not just called to dance and, and roll. No, we are called for a significant assignment. The church is called for a significant assignment. And by the grace of God, we will carry out the mission of God for our generation. By the grace of God, Will we team up with God so that God will win in our generation? In Jesus' name. The church is saying, Amen. I say, We will win. God will win in our generation. You know what? Jesus said in the book of John 9 5, He said, Why? I am in the world. I am the light of the world. Why I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. So, therefore, without Jesus, the world is in darkness. Without Jesus, the world is in crisis. The only antidote to bring peace to the world, or to our society, or to our personal life, is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I really appreciate the war peace movement. That there are war peace meetings, uh, Switzerland or Geneva, this for peace. I really appreciate that. But one thing, one problem I have is that without Jesus in all those war peace, it will be temporary, it will not be permanent. Because Jesus Christ is the author of peace. He is the author of peace. So therefore, if we want peace in our world, if we want peace in our lives, if we want peace in our society, even in our families, we need to invite Jesus in.
We need to invite Jesus in. Because he is the author of peace. The church has been commissioned. The church has been called to preach peace to the world. I grew up as an unbeliever. I mean, my great-grandfather worshipped idols. My great-grandfather was a voodoo priest. Do you understand what I mean by voodoo's? Voodoo's, like kind of a witchcraft. That was what my great-grandfather worshipped. They worship idols. My grandfather worshipped idol. And my father did the same. Actually, for almost 20 years of my life, I was trained or nurtured to take over the priest. I mean, I to take over the shrine and become an idol worshiper. So I grew up doing everything without restriction. Smoking, drinking, humanizing, do everything without restriction, without nobody to caution me until the year 1984, 30 years ago, when I met the Lord Jesus Christ. And everything turned around. You know what? There is victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. When the church stand up to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in any society, to any life, to anybody, there will be sanity. You know what we see in our society today? What we see in our world today that is so commotion, confusion, is just because the church has moved their mouth about whom Jesus is. Jesus is the only person that can bring peace, that can bring sanity, that can bring a, a, a kind of joy and happiness, bring a kind of meaning into our lives. I met Jesus Christ 30 years ago and my life has never been the same. That is Jesus. Thank God, I, I, I mean, you know what? When there is Jesus in any situation, and that is what God have, I mean, that is what God have commissioned the church to do. When there is Jesus in any situation, there will be a change. There will be a testimony. Africa, that is where I came from. Before Christianity, was in a very confused and barbaric state. In fact, before the slave trade that brought African-Americans to America, Africa was known as a land of hopelessness. Africa was known then, I'm talking about 500, 600 years ago, killing one another doing a lot of terrible and unimaginable things. This kingdom will rise and destroy another kingdom. Thank God for Christianity. When Christianity came, things begin to settle down. There is value for humanity. There is value for life. 
only, it's only the church that can proclaim, that can bring, that can preach what is called value for life. Body was asking me yesterday, what is jungle justice? As seen in Africa. I say jungle justice is that you offend me or maybe you did anything that is evil, no law court, nothing, nothing. We just put the fire, I mean the petrol, and just set that person ablaze. That is jungle justice. Christians cannot do that. But people are doing it. So the, the point I'm making is this. Jesus brings different into any life, into any family, into any society. Thank God for the ministry of Pastor Body and Gay. I met them about 10 years ago or 10 years plus now. I mean, you can't believe it. You can't believe it. Within these 10 years, they have trained through the help or the support of this church. They have trained well over 2,000 pastors, leaders in Nigeria. <laughs> and, so many, and so many of these leaders have in turn, like we have Pastor Shafe. I think he, they were here some years back. They, they, they are now training others, I mean, in Cameroon and in other places. Let me say this. You can't, you can never imagine what your step of obedience can do to the kingdom of God. When you obey the commission, when you follow the mission of of the church, of God's calling for your life, you can't imagine it. For example, in Port Harcourt, we, we have a lot of children. They are street boys. Now, they are now beginning to have sense, thinking correctly, having right perspective about life. That is what a step of obedience can do. Now, the point I'm making is this. The church is, has been commissioned. There is a mission of God upon the church to bring, the, to preach the gospel. Because gospel brings light and it turns sinners to sin. It makes a, I mean, it turns hate to love, hopelessness to hope. That is what the gospel can do. The gospel gladdens the heart. That is what the gospel can do. The gospel guarantees eternal life. That is what the gospel can do. It gives assurance of the future. We have been called. The church of the living God has been called. And everywhere to proclaim the good news. The church of the living God has been called. Therefore, the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creature. The church had been called to bring a kind of a turning around to the occurrence, to the evil news that is happening all around us. The only 
person, the only agency that can bring a turning around is the church. Is the church. The church of the living God. Therefore, may I submit this morning that the church is on a mission. The church is not just called to come every Sunday and receive the grace and that is saying, that is all. If that is the purpose of God for the church, the church is like a social club. But I think the purpose of God for the church is more than just a social club. There's nothing bad in us gathering together once a, a week or twice a week. There's nothing bad. But we gather together to galvanize ourselves, to energize ourselves, to fulfill the mission of God for the church. Am I communicating? Very good. Thank you for the encouragement. The church or the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is God's sacred trust. God's sacred trust and mandate to the church. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is a trust, is a mandate, and is a command to the church. The book of I mean, Mark 16:5 said, and he said to them, Go into the entire world and preach the gospel to all creation. It's a sacred trust. Every church on this set must know that we are called for a purpose. And we are called with a purpose. It is a trust. We are not called to warm the bench. We are called for an assignment. And that is what we call the mission. The church is to lift up Jesus Christ everywhere. The church is to lift up Jesus Christ. John, the book of John said, Jesus said, and, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. I know some theologians will say that is referring to Calvary. His finished work on Calvary. And me as a lay person will say, it's not just the Calvary work, but it is the present work of the church. It is a continuous work that God said, when we lift him up, either in Nigeria, either in Canada or in America, he will draw men unto himself. The church is to glorify him everywhere. That is the mission of the church. Our lives, everything must glorify God. Must show that he is God. I, 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 I mean, with, without any apology, There is little difference between believers and non-believers all over the world. All over the world. A lot of believers today come to the church because they want to receive from God. And God is saying, no, don't just come to receive from me, but come so that you can give me to the world. If Jesus is being lifted up, he will draw men unto himself. So we are called to glorify him. The church is to take the gospel to the whole world. 
You, you know, the, the commission and the calling of Jesus Christ. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and, the, and of the Holy Spirit. At a place, Jesus said, we should go to Samaria, to Judah, to, to, Judah, to, to I mean, to the uttermost part of the world. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. I was wondering, why is it the commander saying, go to, uh, to, 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 I mean, to, to Judah and after Judah? The, there was no one. He simultaneously. We must make Jesus known all over the world. We must make Jesus known. That is the mission of the church. It is the mission of the church. And I think it is a simple and a very easy mission of the church. Because we have been bought with a price. And the life we now live, it should be for his glory. Because if not for Jesus, we have no reason under the seven to still be alive today. So many of us, we think this is safe, that is safe. I know how to drive. I know how to do this. I know how to maneuver. No. Jesus in you is the hope of glory. It's just because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. That is why he still sustains you till today. Am I communicating? And Jesus did that for a purpose and for a reason. Anytime I preach about this, I think seriously about a person who, support, who happens to be like a hero to me. Mary Slessor, the name. I mean, one of those, a young lady from Presbyterian Church, almost three or 500 or 400 years ago, three months to, to her wedding, she received a call to go to the jungle city of Africa. And she left everything. Three months. In fact, some said three weeks to her wedding. And she left the joy. She forgot the joy of being a woman, of marrying. And she went to the jungle city of Africa, Nigeria. And there she was ministering. And God used her greatly to stop the killing of the twins. Because in those days when a woman get delivered and she had twins, those twins, the two of them must be killed same day. Same day. And probably the woman must die that same day. But Mary Slessor obeyed the simple calling of God. And she stopped through her, through her effort, she stopped the killing of the twins. And she never married throughout her lifetime. She was there in Nigeria till her death. Though Mary Slessor may not marry, may not have children physically, but I am very sure in heaven she will have great-grandchildren. Because so many people, I mean, so many people that I know of up to today came out of that very area 
and they are mightily used of God. You know what? We, the church is on a mission. The church is not just called to be a bench warmer or to, to celebrate God in a building like this and, and that ends. There is more to it. There is more to it. Someone said, your life is a gift to you from God. Our life is a gift to us from God. But what we do with our life is our gift back to God. What we do with our lives is our gift back to God. May, may, may I just say this this morning? Your life, the opportunities and the position and the privileges you have are given to you by God. The education you have, the position you occupied, the resources you have. Are you a millionaire or you are anything? The resources you have are given to you by God for a purpose. For a purpose. And I want it, and I just want to suggest this that one of it, one of the purposes of God is that you should use the resources, you should use your position, you should use everything to write and write well the dash in your life. The dash of your life. You are born 1961. You know, at the tomb, when you will die, it will be 1961 dash 19-something, Right? Or 2,000 and something, right? That dash in your life. God has given you the position. He has given you the privileges. He has given you the money. He has given you the, the opportunity so that you can write it. And it might think the best way to write the dash of our life is to invest it for God. To invest our life for God. To invest our resources for God. To know that we are on a mission to be involved in the mission of the church. To be involved in what God wanted the church to be involved in. I have, I've been with Silent Feet Community Church for like 10 years. I studied this church and I know that this is a church ordained by God. I, I mean, not, it's not commercial, but I'm being very sincere. This is a unique church. It's a church that has the heart of Jesus Christ. I know some years back, about eight years ago, I came to this church. I was having a house without roof, no, without windows. And this church was so generous towards that. And I think some nine years ago, my office was without a generator. This church was generous towards that. And I can tell you, jokes apart, by the grace of God, 
Right now, we are training over 10,000 pastors, church leaders in Nigeria alone. And, and, and by the grace of God, we have ministry. We have ministry in other 10 countries. In, starting from Cameroon, uh, Mali, uh, Niger, Chad, Senegal, Togo. I mean, across the countries of West Africa and Central Africa. Some of you may not be able to go there. In fact, it's advised when you get to, the, uh, to this thing, it's advised never you go to Mali. An American person, never you go to Niger or never you go to Chad. We were in Chad this year, Chad, and we trained over 1,500 people. The place was packed food. And in fact, the security, the government security wanted us to go out because the place was overpacked. The world is thirsty. They are hungry for the truth. Who will give it to them? Who will go? The church is commissioned to go and show Jesus Christ to the dying world. To the dying world. That is the mission of the church. That Jesus be known. That his name be glorified. That in everything, his name, his purpose be carried out. That is the mission of the church. So therefore, brethren, it is the duty of the church members, therefore, to support the mission of the church. It is your duty. It's an obligation that you should support the mission of the church, of your church, of Silent Faith Community Church, by providing hope for the hopeless, by making the world, I think one of the slogans five years ago of this church is making the world a better place. And it may look crazy. How can a church of less than 5,000 members make the world a better place? But you know what? Somebody made my life better 30 years ago. Changed everything about my life. And by the grace of God, I'm in, uh, impacting hundreds. And who knows what will happen? So I think that is the vision of, the, of this church. To make the life better. To make the world better. It is the mission of this church. To help the hungry. To support those who cannot support themselves. That is the mission of this church. And it is our duty as members of this church. As Christians all over the world. To support the mission of the church. God has a mission. For the church. You know what? When we do that, it is rewarding. It has great reward. Here on earth. And in the world to come. Every member should be committed. To give generously. To support the mandate of God for the church. May I close my message this morning. By saying... Uh, by quoting John 9, 4. Jesus said, 
And I want you to listen to this very well. He said, as long as it is day, today is our day. A night is coming, brethren. A night is coming. A time that we may not walk or that we don't even have the grace to walk is coming. Jesus said, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. I think I have a little bit problem with the words there. It should be we must do the work of uh, we must do the work of him who sent us. But Jesus said, Who sent me? We must do it. God has sent Jesus Christ to bring deliverance, to bring freedom, to bring salvation to the world. And every one of us, every one of us must do it. Night is coming. When no man can walk. May God give us understanding. May God help us to know that the mission of the church should be carried out by every one of us. And doing that, we bring blessings to our soul. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share with you.